All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Thursday, June 15th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, what a gigantic weekend we're going to be previewing tonight. I mean, this is what summer is all about. You've got a giant superhero action movie. You've got a big kids animated movie. You've also got a a, a low-budget comedy getting a semi-wide release. This is an old-fashioned summer, much like the the summer of, uh, you know, makes me think of the summer of 1989, one of the greatest summer movie seasons ever. And Why would you think of that, Pat? Well, in summer of 89, you had, of course, Tim Burton's Batman opened up in June, kind of changed movies forever and this weekend we are previewing the opening weekend of the flash in which the main selling point michael keaton as batman is back i mean here it is clayton flashback uh, a month or two ago when we had jeff bach exhibitor relations co had him on our gigantic summer preview episode our double issue episode and he was more hype than man. He was at 53% hype. And most of his yep. hype was going towards DC's The Flash. We all got on board with that hype of Jeff Bach. And we basically said that was going to be the biggest movie this summer. And here we are on the eve that. of that opening. I did say that. Did you not say that? Yeah. Did you go with something no, else? No, it, it wasn't my number one. Was your number one The Little Mermaid? I think it was, yeah. which also is a mistake. It was a mistake. There were mistakes were made on that episode, yeah. but here it is. The Flash is opening, and are we still at 53% hype, which is a lot of hype? Are we at that hype level? Are you at that hype level for The Flash? No, I mean, I think we were really riding the lightning there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're not blaming Jeff Bach. Obviously, we're our own men. We can make our own decisions. Yeah. We did get swept up in the hype. Like, you know, it happens to everybody. Yeah. I mean, the only the other thing, too, is Jeff Bach isn't the only one hype in this movie. I mean, no. Tom Cruise yes. is out hyping this movie, saying it's one of the best films he's ever seen. The uh, the I guess, is he is he taken over already? Is he does he have an office at D.C.? James Gunn. Um, James Gunn, got, he, I guess he's already moved in, he's right? He's got to have an office. Yes. There's still some boxes he hasn't unpacked, I'm sure. Right. Some like old trauma stuff. Right. But he's but, got the office for sure. But he's saying this is one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. Yes. So the hype train is real. I mean, the issue with that is the reason all these people are chiming in is because the star of this film, mm-hmm. other than Michael Keaton, obviously, is Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, <laughs> Miller, I don't know why I said it like that. Fuck, it's a rough feed. Ezra Miller, they have been absent from the promotion up until they walked the red carpet yep. very recently. At the big premiere now, I have just th- last night or the night before in, in Los Angeles in Hollywood, if she could. So I haven't heard any long form interviews or any snippets from what they have said. So. I mean, it is just basically showing that they are alive yes. and free and walking and able to, you know, exist in the world in some capacity. So that is positive, I guess, right. for them and for DC a little bit. But I think what's lacking in this is, you know, I'm not seeing Michael Keaton on Hot Ones. Yeah. Right. I'm not seeing Ezra Miller on Snack Wars. I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm Ezra not Miller, Ezra Miller could yeah, not but, but legally. I, I don't know. think could be on a Snack Wars or a Hot Ones. I, I do not think. I don't think the law would allow Ezra Miller to handle those hot sauces that Hot Ones puts out. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, they are be weapons. weapons in yeah. some in some states. Yeah. So the thing is, is that I know that, but what I'm saying is, in a perfect world, right. you would have the star of your movie the titular star of your movie right. eating hot wings yes 100 okay yes in a perfect world in a perfect world right. ezra miller is eating hot wings on hot ones and because there's no legal troubles there's no looming incarcerations ezra miller yeah. would just be free to promote and to vomit from uh from hot sauces on hot ones yes so so we don't live in a perfect world no. obviously okay uh, and so that I think has, I mean, this is an issue we're running into with no talk shows. Cause even though, you know, the Jimmy's 
and the Stevens and whoever else still has a show. Lily Singh, Lily Singh still has a show, Possibly, right? Yeah. Lily Singh still doing her show. Yeah. So uh, they are not available to, you know, sing funny songs, play funny games, do any of that stuff, right? Right. right. That's what we're missing here is that we're not hearing from anybody in this cast about this movie. And and I think really. that, that the lack of the late night chat shows because of the writer's strike, that I think really affects the ability to use Michael Keaton because Michael Keaton is not going to go on Hot Ones. You know, Michael Keaton is not going to do the internet uh, goof shows. And I don't think Michael Keaton is going to do the podcast circuit you know uh, i i i i mean he you may get him maybe i'll be proved wrong and a, a wtf what michael keaton drops in the in the next day or there two. there already was a wtf with michael there keaton already years ago so so an update you know he calls into the garage on his car phone or something like that but michael keaton would have thrived promoting this movie on the late night talk shows you know that's he's mm-hmm. an old school star you sit Michael Keaton next to Dave and they talk about the flash and that would have got people to go. But if the, if you know, the writers are on strike, Dave isn't on the air right now. So you can't use Michael Keaton as a promotional tool as effectively. He's not going to, he doesn't, he's not going to go on Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. and promote it that way. Michael Keaton was going to go on the late night chat shows, going to present a top 10 list, but he can't do that right now because of the writer's strike. I mean, well, there is there is a Michael Shannon uh, Vanity Fair break down your career acting roles video that dropped two weeks ago. Michael Shannon is in this movie. He is. Now, did you see that? Because Michael Shannon basically uh, uh, talked about how little he thought of this new Flash movie, or at least his role as Zod. He said is not very good in this Flash movie. He he basically said the, he personally thinks he's bad, or he thinks his the part the part is, for bad. Him is bad. No, he knows he's great. He 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 he, and he's not humble. Wow. Um, he compared it unfavorably to the way he got to play Zod in Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. He thought that was a much weightier role, and I, I think he said something to the effect of, "In this movie, I'm just there to be an obstacle for the hero." So, which is, I don't think it was an effective use of his promotional time for Michael Shannon to say that he was better in Man of Steel than he is in the movie that's opening nationwide this weekend. Yeah. So many of these actors from these DC movies are really complimentary to Zack Snyder. Yes. That seems to be something that they love to work with him. Whatever you say about Zack Snyder's films, it seems like the bulk of the people who worked for him mm-hmm. on set mm-hmm. really liked him. So, I mean, that's something that, I mean, that can not be undersold when it comes to why these DC movies have kind of lost the plot, not necessarily because of the dark and grimness of the Snyder verse, but him being a guy that everybody kind of liked. And listen, there might be people who hated him. There might be actors who had a really tough time with them, right. but they don't seem to have been speaking up right, about it. Right. Right. So it, it's, it's a very, rough promotional tour for the flash because Ezra Miller is got pending charges all over the place. So you can't use Ezra Miller. Uh, and, and I don't think right now people, the audience really wants to hear much from Ezra Miller. Michael Shannon is out there saying that this is movie is not as good as the, the Superman movie that he did 10 years ago. Um, and then Michael Keaton is filming Beetlejuice two right now. That is what Michael Keaton is doing. He is in Hawaii, I assume. If you're filming Beetlejuice 2, it must mean that you were in Hawaii. Oh, I wish, but I don't think that's I don't think that's the sequel they went with. There must be a sequence at least, but we'll see. We'll we'll get to that someday. But Michael Keaton is on set with Tim Burton when a Batman movie is coming out. So Mm -hmm. how how things change, but how they stay the same. But Speaks volumes. Yeah. I mean, how are you feeling about this? I I mean, I feel really low on this because of the I do feel like the hype has dissipated on this because I think something like the Spider-Man cartoon uh, across the Spider-Verse has stolen some superhero thunder here because this is also a multiverse movie. 
And it's going to be weighed up against that Spider-Man movie, which everybody is flipping out about. It is. But here's here's what I'll say. Again, the promotion has been tough for this movie, but they have aired a lot of TV spots and they have let the public know Batman 89 is in this movie. Michael Mm Keaton Batman is in this movie. The public knows that. And I think that is enough. And they they did the the smart thing of not blowing the Michael Keaton Batman return on a Batgirl television movie for HBO Max. I think had they aired that movie a year ago, The Flash would have been in big trouble for its opening weekend. So they've got the trump card of Michael Keaton, Batman 89 is in this movie. And I think that's going to be huge. I really, all the promotional difficulties aside, I think that's going to be huge. The Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, this is the third weekend of that movie. And this is not, it's a, Movie's doing great, but this is not Avatar The Way of Water. You know, this mm-hmm. is not a movie. It's not Endgame. It's not Endgame. So I don't think the third weekend of this movie is going to greatly affect The Flash. Either people want to see The Flash or they don't. I don't think they're going to say, mm-hmm. I got to see Spider-Man again. It's not that level of a phenomenon. I don't think. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe, but I, I, I don't think it's that. I think The Flash will live or die on its own interest level and i think there is interest in this movie and i think listen look at last weekend we all went under on transformers rise of the beasts and that movie at least for its opening weekend beat the expectations of that time of that weekend we went under by five million dollars or something i mean pat we didn't we did not go we didn't say that thing was going to make 40 and it made 60 but we said it was going to make in the mid 50 but what i think is there is just a hunger to see big movies right now. And The Flash is the biggest movie coming out right now. It came into the summer as one of the biggest movies of the summer. I think people are going to go to it on the high end of these expectations. You know, my... Pat, my look at... Can I just really quick? Sure. Look at the movies that DC has put out right before this. You have Shazam 2, total tank job. Total, but before that, no Batman 89 in Shazam. Black Adam, total tank job. Total tank job, but even Black Adam opened to 65, 66. So for the Flash, you know, we're looking at these projections of the Flash being in the high 60s. I think that the Flash has to open quote-unquote, significantly higher than Black Adam did. The interest for this is higher. It's a summer movie. It has a lot more going for it. So to me, the expectations, the the projections of the Flash opening at Black Adam level, that's lower than I could go. I, I, I cannot go that low. Well, I agree with you in the sense that this says it's the Flash. This is the Flash's movie. Yeah. But... It's that old superhero movie trick that Marvel has done expertly mm-hmm. where they've done, oh, Captain America Civil War. That's not just the Captain America movie. Right. 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 Doctor Strange in the, the, the you know, what multiverse is that? Multiverse of the Madness. Mouth of Ma- multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah. Not just a Doctor Strange movie. Right. 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 They've done this numerous times where it's, uh, they have added other characters and made it more central to the universe than just a normal sequel where you would just have here's Captain America and he's fighting a guy in Washington right. or whatever. I mean, remember the first, Hydra. the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, right? Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. They yeah. sold that effectively as a sneaky Iron Man movie. You know, they told you that I and Spider-Man is gigantic, it. but yeah, they did do a great job of saying Robert Downey Jr. is the co-star of the movie. And that was, yeah. I think, a great example of what you're saying, that the title of the movie is this, but you're really coming to also see this other superhero as well. You're seeing Batman. You're seeing right. Well, you're seeing a bunch of Batman, supposedly. You're seeing a bunch of different characters, which I guess there's a bunch of spoilers out there, which we're not going to talk about because we haven't seen the movie and we don't want to ruin anything, obviously. But this has to, to be a success, 
Yes. This 75 that's floating around as the opening is terrible for this movie. It has to because go Because of those elements. It ha- Well, and I, think it I will. don't... I think it will. You think it will. I think it will. I think to be deemed a success, it has to go higher, but I don't necessarily think it's going to. Wow. 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 So do you think that the um, interest has waned in the last month or so? Like, do you feel well, any kind yeah. of a backlash to it? Do you feel like... Be- I wouldn't go as strong as backlash because here, let's just make something very clear okay. here about the Ezra Miller situation. Okay. For regular everyday people who don't live on the internet and they exist. They do and the exist. reason why you don't, and the reason you don't know they exist people on the internet is because they're not on the internet, right? But they exist. Right. And there's many of them. Right. They're covered they don't in know soot. Who the fuck, they're covered in soot. Yep. You know, or, yep. uh, uh, you they know. bring a lunch pail. They bring a lunch pail to work. There's a term for them. They're called Joe lunch pails. Yep. Right. And uh, Susie crocheters, yep, right? Yep. They bring They're the ones who are crocheting on the bus. Yep. Uh, yeah, crochet so they can crochet at work. The thing about Ezra Miller is that this controversy, whatever they may have done or not done, I am not saying who cares because whatever happened in that situation, it's it's bad for all parties and especially whatever happened to the people that were quote unquote the victims. I don't know what happened, right? right. I'm not going to talk about that right. because that's not what this is about. Right. But what I'm going to say is that this isn't Mel Gibson getting drunk and calling uh, and being anti-Semitic or something like that, because he is a star that everybody knew. Mm. That was a movie star at the height of their power. And he was on every 20, 60 minutes. He was talking to everybody, trying to apologize, right? He was a generational star. Ezra Miller has done a few movies that nobody really likes. I mean, he did a few movies that were critically acclaimed. We need to talk about Kevin. I liked Perks of Being a Wallflower. I thought they were really good in that. But then the Harry Potter spinoff Beast movie that nobody likes, even the fans, right? right? So Ezra Miller is not a known quantity other than the few Flash things he's done and a few critically acclaimed movies and a franchise spinoff that nobody likes. So this is not a case of Joe Lunchpail, Susie Crochet being like, I refuse to go see this movie because Ezra Miller's in it. Right. Most people just people don't who, know. They don't know. They don't know. And maybe if they did know, they would refuse, but they just don't know. Right, right. So the, right? the back, so, you're saying there's not a backlash because there's not enough awareness of any of this for a backlash to exist, which I I, yes, I, I think that's probably true. This The Ezra Miller stuff yeah. is just under the radar because Ezra Miller is not famous beyond Twitter famous. Yes, absolutely. So will there be people who abstain because of Ezra Miller? Yes. But is it going to be enough to point the finger at if this movie underperforms? I don't believe so. The thing that will make this movie underperform is the fact that there is so much at the theater right now, right? And you are saying that people want to just see big movies. Well, dude, they have big movies. They've got a Transformers movie that you have even said did better than expected, right? Well, people want they new have big a sp- movies. They want uh, new but, big yeah, yeah, but they want new, good big movies. Sure. So Sp- Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, right? People are still going to see Little Mermaid. People are still seeing Guardians, right? These are all huge movies that people like. Right. And The Flash is not necessarily a slam doink when it comes to people liking and wanting to see it because it is at the tail end of that, of a dead sort of storytelling, which is the DCEU because it's all going to get reconfigured. So there is a level of this being a dead end. And I know people are saying, Oh, it's the beginning of the new. It's like, it's kind of like, it feels to me like the waning, the waning kind of death, throws of that old dc well well okay. to to uh move on to something else here's what i'll say about yes there are big movies at the theater that are gonna uh make it harder perhaps for some of the new movies to open well i don't think that's going to be a huge problem for the flash but i do think the existence of other options will be a huge problem for 
Pixar's Elementals, which also comes out this weekend. I well, you're jumping off the Flash so fast. Well, why, we got why? we got to keep it moving. We got it. We got a big weekend to get through, and it's got places to be. I think Elementals is going to be the opener this weekend that really suffers from a crowded marketplace because Little Mermaid and I think Spider Verse affects it here. I think those are two movies that are going to super serve the audience that was going to consider elementals. I mean, little mermaid made 23 million last weekend. People like that movie. Uh, that is the family. Tr- and listen, rats need their cheese. It's been a tenant of this show from the beginning, but I do not Pixar's, think the rats Pixar movies aren't for rats. They're for middle-aged men. All right. Preach. Talk, talk about, I, I talk mean, about I, Pixar. It's the thing. I mean, Listen, I've gotten shellacked by guests on this show about my uh, my opinions on Pixar, how it's a waning brand yeah. and how, listen, I will give this. This was a power. This was a artistic and commercial power since the mid 90s. OK, and it's losing steam. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Look at the facts. And I don't think it's just the all the movies going to Disney plus. That was sort of uh, uh, it's one of those things where where it's like one of the reasons why they're not doing as well. But it's inevitable. If there's going to be a point where Illumination doesn't do well at the box office anymore, the Illum- Illumination movies there is. And it could be 50 years from now, but it's going to happen. Right. Because that's just how things happen. And Pixar does not make movies that a broad audience wants to see anymore. Because they're making the same movie over and over again, okay? And this movie, the reviews are terrible. And Pixar movies are not just for kids. Pixar movies are also for adults, right? People our age. Elder millennials and Gen X and people above, like, they all claim to love all these Pixar movies. But they don't, I don't think there's an appetite for them anymore other than, yeah, I'll put it on for my kid when it's on Disney+. Plus. But am I really going to schlep? my four kids, you know, or the, you know, to a movie theater to watch flame people and steam people. Like what is this like a rank and and water people? Is this like a rank and bass Christmas special? Like what is this shit? I think the reviews are terrible. People are not psyched about Pixar in general. Right. And dude, this movie is going to open lower than good dinosaur who oh this is the same God. director. Oh my so this God. guy just needs to go. He's the anti John Ratzenberger. He's the worst. He's the, he's the bad luck charm for this, for this place. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't see it as a movie that's going to make kids rush out and see it because the imagery, wh- whether it's, it's done well or not, or like cutting edge or whatever, it does not look appealing. It, it, it looks, it, it, you know, it, it, like when you're looking at something like Spidey, and then you look at uh, Elemental, you're like, okay, well, which one do I want to see if I'm a kid? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on the note that you mentioned in the reviews, uh, mm-hmm. I would say a little addendum there is that they, Disney debuted this movie at Con, and mm. all the reviews there were pretty bad. You know, that Terrible. movie came out, the critics who were there all hated it had like a 40 or 50% Rotten Tomatoes score coming out of that uh, screening. The reviews now that have come in in the last few weeks have ticked it up. It is up to 79% on Rotten Tomatoes or 78%. Here's what I'll say on that. A, that's still low for a Pixar movie. I mean, we're talking about a franchise that used to be 90 plus percent fresh, time after time after time, Oscar nominees. So 78% is not good. I would say... This is also a situation where this is this is like when a newspaper gets a story wrong and the front page of the newspaper is this guy killed someone, you know, and then a week later, oh, what actually he didn't kill someone, but the corrections on page 29, you know, mm-hmm. and I think this situation with the reviews is that coming out of con, the elemental getting trashed by critics that got all the headlines. That's when everyone paid attention to whether Elementals was good or not. And I think the new reviews are not going to get that level of coverage. So people are just going to mm-hmm. remember 
the stories they heard a month ago, oh, this movie really got ripped apart and it stinks. That So I, I don't think the new reviews will help. It's like a page 27 correction. You know, everyone still yeah, thinks that elemental murdered its wife. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, you think, I think Indy 5 is falling in that same category yes. too, right? I mean, yes. the, the, I mean, nobody's going to, if you said that that was going to be at some point in the 70s, no one's going to care because all the reviews were tearing it apart and nobody's going to go back and be like, oh, okay, well, now it's good all of a sudden. Right. I think Elementals, I mean, we're seeing it even by Pixar. Listen, Pixar just put out the trailer for their next film. Oh boy. Right. And it's about space aliens that abduct this boy. And of course, space aliens, it's like, a, it's like a whole, like, it's like the DMV, right? Cause everything with Pixar is like, Oh, look, everything's a fucking DMV. Right. 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 So it's all bureaucracy. It's everything is run by bureaucracy or right, whatever. I can't say that word, but you know what I mean? Uh, we all know what you mean. Yeah. Everyone knows what I mean, but the thing with that is that they are so hyped on elementals that I guess they're like, Hey, but this one's coming. Why would you be releasing that trailer when you are opening on father's day, a, a, a weekend that you used to own Pixar, right? Right. You are putting out a trailer for your new movie, put out that trailer before that movie in the theaters. So people see that, before elementals right that's what you do or elemental it's element it's one singular elemental i know i keep i keep I thinking about it's uh, it's yeah, several more, more. beasts it's rise of the beasts and yeah. a single elemental it's a single elemental right? yeah single elemental. so that's the thing it's like they are so down on this movie they want you to forget about it yeah. i mean it was akin to you know them putting out the marvels 2 trailer when quantum mania was coming into theaters and that was a backfire because everybody was like, Oh wow. Uh, Marvel's looks terrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, elemental, it is, it is amazing that a year ago, light year opened up mm. and that movie of course was the, uh, uh, bizarre way of spitting off toy story where they just, again, we'll say it till the day we die, which will be hundreds of years from now. They should have just done the toy. Why didn't they just do the toy for Lightyear? It's just, just do the toy. But mm -hmm. they didn't do that. Yeah. And that movie was a bomb. That movie opened up to $51 million. And that was considered a disaster for a summer Pixar movie. Elemental yeah. is tracking, at this point, what, in the 30s? That a 35 yeah. to, to 45? Is that is that the tracking on this film right now, I mean, that is mind-boggling that a Pixar yeah. summer a Pixar summer movie at this point is tracking that low, and yeah. nobody is out there saying something's off. The tracking's off. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got you've got Box Office Pro is projecting and predicting. $33 million opening weekend for Elemental. That is stunning. Stunning. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not going to open as big as something that is a franchise. You know, it wouldn't open right. as big as a Incredibles or a Toy Story or a Dory or any of those. Nemo, Dory, whatever you want to call those. If they made, if they made Ratatouille with a two in the middle. Right, right. That would that would open huge or be expected to open huge. Right. But those Lightyear are movies was expected that open, to open huge. Those those what, are what those saying? franchise Pixar movies. Those are movies that open in uh, hundred million plus. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is that the, the originals don't uh, don't open as high as those, but the originals open higher than thirty three million dollars. Yes, in, in two thousand twenty three dollars for sure. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, I'm looking at this cast list here and obviously animation uh you know movie stars are not gonna sell a movie as much as they are on uh in live action but there is there is also just no giant star that they could uh use to promote this movie i'm looking at this cast list and it's like i, I love her but Catherine o'hara wendy mcclendon covey from reno 911 mm. joe Perra is listed. I mean, if, if you're doing a, a Pixar movie and Joe Parra 
is high enough on the call sheet that he's making the Wikipedia, I mean, that's you're in yeah. rough shape. You're in rough shape if that's if that's I one mean, of your top if, five voice names. If you're launching an Adult Swim cartoon, great, yeah, great, go for it. Oh, put Joe Para above the title of whatever it's called. A hundred percent. Yes, yes. If this is Adult Swim, your cartoon could be called Joe Para something 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 whatever he does. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't know. Yeah. But yeah. if his name appears. Has conversations with socks, whatever it is. Great. Make that yeah. be 18 hours straight on Adult Swim. People lap that up, you know, yeah. in the dorm rooms. But in a movie theater where you've got to pay tickets and you no, got no Joe Perra no in no your top five. To see Joe. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So th- this Sorry. is, there's no, there's no big stars selling this here. You know, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no Billy Crystal. And uh, and John Goodman, you know, monsters. That was John Goodman, right? Para with Billy Crystal. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no Billy Crystal here. There's Joe Para, who mm-hmm. listen. Maybe he's the modern day Billy Crystal. I don't know. Could I don't, be. Could be. Could be. But I I, be. I don't think so. Um, you know this this movie, I think could go even lower than what the tracking has. I think this movie could just completely fall off the cliff. I think this is the movie that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, that's where the effect is going to be. I think less on the superhero movie and more on the animated film that's opening. Well, so what did The Good Dinosaur open to? I mean, I would bet that open to $38 million. As you look it up, that's my prediction, that that movie opened up to $38 million, And that... That's also, you know, we don't do inflation on this show, but that's a movie that opened. Fifteen dollars, two thousand fifteen dollars, yeah. So thirty nine million dollars. Wow. Yep. Now that was that opened in November, and that right. was opened the same year as another Pixar movie. That might have been they, Inside they, Out in the summer, and then Good Dinosaur yeah. in the fall, and that's why Good Dinosaur sort of skated by because Inside Out was such a monster hit. This is mm-hmm. a summer opening. This is June. I'm sorry, but 30 something million dollar opening for a Pixar movie in June in June will be a disaster. Will be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see like what it 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 it, it looks like it will be the lowest opener. I mean, the likelihood could this hit? Okay, could this go under thirty? I mean, that's to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the low bar. Okay, the lowest opening for any Pixar movie is the first one, which was Toy Story. Sure. And that opened at twenty nine point one in ninety. So there is four in ninety five. So there's a distinct possibility that this could open lower than that, right? right? Right. If it doesn't. It would. It, I just think it's likely that this thing opens lower than both Onward and The Good Dinosaur, which yes. both open to thirty nine. Oh my god! Right. So this guy, this director, could beat his personal worst. Like The Good Dinosaur, this movie could actually open lower than that, and then that even made three hundred and thirty three worldwide. That ain't happening with this movie. No, no, because I mean, obviously, the worldwide business is a lot different than it was in the good dinosaur days and you cannot count on being saved overseas anymore. You just can't. Yeah. And, and there's not a, again, there's not a star in this cast that I think has gigantic worldwide appeal. Again, mm-hmm. Joe Para. I don't know if adult swim has clearance overseas. I don't know if, if, if it has clearance in Europe, maybe, maybe they're able to get the website, uh, over there and they could watch the, the, his, his work on uh, adult swim via the website. But I do not think that Joe Perry is a giant draw in Europe and it's going to be, or, no. or in China. I don't think so. Again, I don't follow his career that closely, but I do not think he's an international movie star that will get people to watch elemental in China, in London and Paris and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so let's hold off. So. On, let's hold off on our numbers until 
the end. Sure, sure. Because we do have another movie to talk about. We do. There right. was a third wide release this weekend. I mean, I love, I, listen, I love, again, I love this weekend that we're getting a big superhero movie. We're getting a kid's cartoon and we're getting a comedy. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's called The Blackening. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a Comedy Central short, correct? Yes, it is. So, you know, all the all the guff we 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 just gave uh, Adult Swim, Comedy Central Digital, they got a movie spinoff. They put out a sketch online and now it's a movie. So this is a Lionsgate release. It is a comedy. It is about what if a horror movie only had a black cast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And this movie is not open. It's opening wide, but it's only opening in like, you know, 1800 locations, which is a good number for a comedy like this. Right. So it's getting but, like the Magic Mike's Last Dance house party level release, right? Because those yeah. movies also opened, I think, sub 2000 theaters. And I'll tell you what, I've seen a decent amount of commercials for this. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely out there. Now, I don't think I'm the main demo for this. Okay. Right? But I do think that there is a uh, an interest here for something that is scary and funny. Horror comedy is always hard, though. I mean, that's the thing about this one, is that those are really kind of tough. And I'm trying, I'm going to look up real quick what those uh, a haunted house made. Well, you look that up. I mean, I'm looking up. I'm going to the Scary Movie franchise, which I think is the most successful horror parody. You're looking at the fucking Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. I mean, listen, July 7th, 2000, the Wayne's Brothers Scary Movie opened to. Could you even guess? What is this number? Scary Movie, 2000. 50, 50 million. Okay, you went a little high there, so now it won't sound as impressive. Opens a $42 million on its way to making okay. 157 domestic, 277 worldwide. So that movie made another $120 million outside of North America. I mean, the Pat, Wayne's was, brothers were on fire. This isn't this isn't the Wayne's brothers, though. This is not uh, the Wayne's this brothers. This movie, the blackening is not the Wayne's brothers, okay? Right. So I think. And this is a Wayne's Brothers movie that I'm invoking, but this is uh, a movie that opened in 2013 called A Haunted House. Mm-hmm. And that opened to $18 million. So uh, that was, what when was that? That was January. So there was, there was a, God, what is that franchise that is, they, they just had a sequel that opened a few like a year ago that was a horror movie that was very similar. Is that the one that's like a a parody of the purge movies? Well, it started as a parody of the purge movies. It was like the meet the the blacks. Was it meet the blacks? Yes. Meet the blacks. God, I hope it's yes. Meet the blacks was, was, uh, is a 2016 movie directed by Dion Taylor. So that is, uh, that did have a sequel. Yes. Which only opened in 420 theaters and made $1 million in 2021 in June. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. can't really use that as a comp because it opened in so few theaters. Yes. Yes. But I mean, there is, there is a, history of this i mean i was giving you shit for scary movie obviously it's the crown jewel of those sorts it's of the films crown jewel. yeah but i mean there is an appetite for this and could this hit a chord here could this be a movie that all of a sudden people say you know what it's been a while since these this sort of movie has come out like a horror comedy mm-hmm. let's go see this thing I mean, it could portend good things if this movie opens well for the other comedies coming this this summer. Right. No Hard Feelings. Um, Joyride. Strays. Yeah. Joyride. Yeah. Those those movies. I mean, this could portend because listen, 
the, they have this projected on box office pro to open higher than the machine did. Right. Yes. The machine only opened to $5 million in it's three day. Um, and there's no way that about my father will have had a bigger opening weekend than this film. Right. So those are not movies to comp this to. This is a, an entirely different sort of film. So this is an interesting one. It is. You know, this one. Who's in it? So this one, the the actors are uh, comedians. Uh, Dwayne Perkins is the co-writer of this. And I think, yeah, he's in it playing Dwayne. Jermaine Fowler is the okay. name that I recognize. Uh, Jay Farrow, formerly of Saturday Night Live. Okay. Is also in this. okay. And then I think the rest of the names are people who were in a sketch group together that made okay. the original sketch. So I don't, I don't think anyone else on here uh, is too famous outside of like alternative comedy circles. But I would yeah. say Jermaine Fowler is probably the biggest name, which listen, a movie like this is going to have to be the type of movie that makes comedy stars. You yes. Know, I, I, absolutely. I, I don't think this, this is a low budget movie if this does well, it'll make some careers or take some careers to the next level. But you're not going to have a movie star in this film. And I think um, that's it okay. Also, it's the premise. It's uh, the it's does the premise seem attractive to an audience? And does just the idea of going to a comedy movie? See, you know, that's got to be the draw here. And horror doesn't necessarily need stars. I mean, you can right. have horror movies that do well because they have a star in them that are stars in that genre. Like... Um, the uh, uh, Hawk, um, Ethan Hawk being in the black phone was an added value because he is a star when it comes to those sort of genre movies, right? right, right. So you can have a plus here. Now, another gentleman who's in this is, and I pardon me if I say his name wrong, Sinqua, Sinqua Walls, who is the co star of the White Man Can't Jump remake. That dropped on Hulu. Okay. Uh, that seemed to have fallen on deaf, e deaf ears. So I don't know if that's necessarily going to bump this movie up at all. I know I watched it because the the original is my favorite movie of all time. So I had to watch it. But I do think it might have been a movie that a lot of people saw. Maybe they liked him. Maybe they saw, oh, he's got a movie in theaters. I'm going right. to go see that guy in theaters. It's a right. possibility for sure. Right, right. I mean... I think that this will slightly overperform expectations, you know, or at least be on the higher end. Um, well, does it open bigger than the machine? Yes, I do think it opens bigger than the machine. I think it okay. opens higher than $5 million. I think okay. there is also the idea of there being an audience that this will super serve. And I think it's going to get, people out and and like you said you look at the the history of these these horror comedies and it is your scary movies and and i think they're movies that that serve a more diverse audience so i think the and there, it's opening on juneteenth weekend which is something that they did intentionally obviously because mm -hmm. it is it's father's day weekend but it's also no yeah it is father's day yeah, weekend, both. right back to back both yep right so a lot of flower arrangements being bought. So yep. I think that you buy your dad flowers. I guess you don't buy your dad flowers. No, what, you, what buy you, buy your dad? you buy him socks. You buy him socks, right? Yeah. It's a lot of socks being bought, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that this is definitely opening on the right weekend, right? I mean, it's opening on the right weekend, which is good. And yeah, we'll see. I mean, it could portend well for comedy. Yeah. So do, do you want to do it? Do you want to give predictions? And then we have a bit of news to give after the predictions. But I say, I say we yeah, do the yeah. predictions. Let's do now. it. Let's do it. Uh, okay. All right. Let's look. So, I mean, I'll, do you, would you would you like the honor of of going first and giving your predictions first? So we'll give. I'll go first. Yeah. We'll, why, we'll why attach not? numbers to the three openers. Yes. 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 Okay. I think 
Slam doink number one, The Flash. I mean, I don't think this movie is going to... uh, There's no way it doesn't open to number one. No way. Because even if it makes 50 million, it's going to open to number one. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I'm going to go... I I really feel like this movie is going to make 72 million dollar opening weekend wow 72 million dollars in its first weekend wow number two you know what (laughs) he's doing it you want to get nuts let's get nuts let's get nuts number two spider-man across the spider-verse beat me to it i think i think that movie is gonna make 32 33 million dollars in its third weekend Mm -hmm. and number three it's going to be elemental i wish i could say transformers that's not going to happen but elemental and i think elemental opens to 30 million dollars it's gonna i think it's a slam doink that this movie makes under good dinosaur and onward wow wow right i mean is this could this even be like a strange world situation? That's crazy. It couldn't be that low. Pixar hasn't fallen that low. We'll see. But I, I think it's going to be pretty bad for this. Then number, what is it? It's going to be number four is Transformers. I think Rise of the Beasts is going to have a pretty big drop because I do think Flash is is a movie that's going to eat its lunch at this point. Okay. So number four and then number five, Little Mermaid still going strong. And I think, listen, when you look at all these other movies, Elemental maybe has, you know, some interest when it comes to to the 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 ladies because it's got like a flame woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think they're all going to Little Mermaid and singing along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I you know, I, I think Little Mermaid's going to just keep holding strong. And what number do you give the blackening? You haven't gotten to that yet in the ranking. Uh, yeah, I but. think blackening is. I think blackening is 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 probably going to be sixth. Yep. Which I think it'll make about like seven million dollars. Okay. I'm going low on this. Okay. But I think it's going to beat out Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure, because Guardians, uh, there's just like so much stuff to serve that audience, and mm-hmm. the Guardians is still going pretty relatively strong because I think it's a well liked movie, but I, I don't think it can beat out the blackening. Unless the blackening really craters. All right. So I will now give you my top 10. Number one, of course, is going to be the flash and slam doink. I am going to go $90 million. I think it All gets right. there. I think it's just, it's a big one. It has had as much promotion as you could get. Obviously it, it's been troubled for having a star that could promote it, but they have advertised the hell out of this. It's got Michael Keaton, Batman. I think it hits $90 million. So that's number one. Do you one. think that this is going to be a lot of walk-up business? Is that the situation? Here? Oh. Because the tracking, I mean, the I, tracking is, I, is low on this. I think so. I do think this is going to be a thing. Or run-up. Really is there going to be a lot of run-up? Not run-up because it'll be an older audience. But I do think a walk-up. I think a stroll-up. I think a lot of people maybe will be using Razor scooters to get there. Um, but I oh, think it okay. will be... Some last minute, like, ah, you know what? I got to, it's Batman's in this. I got to go see the Batman movie. So you are, not to jump into your top five, but you're thinking that the Keaton Batman is going to serve an audience who's not online and talking about it. Yes. Right? Yes. We in talked the sense about this it's last gonna week. Be a, yeah. It's going to be a 50-year-old. It's going to be, uh, you know, a 60-year-old who's going to say. Or even, I do think. I do think there's younger people who maybe aren't talking about this, but who have watched those Batman movies and are interested mm-hmm. to see it on the big screen. Because Batman 89 okay. has endured. You know, a lot of big movies that are big at the time eventually don't stick the test of time. But I do think that Batman movie has. And I think I... I don't know. With well, young let's, people, let's, Nolan, let's, Nolan let's, Batman let me get is back Nolan to my, Batman. Let me get back Nolan to my Batman top five. Um, so that's my number one pick is The Flash making $90 million. Number two, um, I agree with you that it will not be elemental. 
it will be Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that movie could have such a hold that it could make like $35 million. It made 55 mm-hmm. last weekend in its second, and it could make $35 million. So I think then that is number two. Number three, I'm going with not elemental. I'm going with Transformers Rise of the Beast. I think it's number three because I think that we are going to have a strange world situation. I think number four, Elemental makes like $21 million opening weekend. I think this movie tanks because Transformers made 60 last weekend. I think it'll drop to 24, 25 and still beat Elemental. Elemental, we on Monday are going to be dissecting a historic disaster in Pixar's Elemental. That, I think, is opening uh, as low as $21, $22 million. Wow. So okay. I have that. Well, at Strange number... World opened at 12. Strange World opened at 12. So it's not going to do that. But for Pixar no. oh, level, for... it's going to. Yeah. And Strange World opens at 12, but I think a five-day weekend. So it probably, for the five-day, had like 20 or so. Um, but I think Elemental is just going to be a full-on disaster. So that's number four. Then number five has to be The Little Mermaid at a number that's going to be right behind Elemental. Right behind Mm -hmm. Elemental, I think. And I do, I think The Little Mermaid factor is going to be huge because that movie's well-liked and it's an easy choice for parents, and I think they're just going to see Little Mermaid again or finally catch it for the first time. So that's number five. And then number six will be The Blackening. And I'm a little higher. I think this could get to nine. I mean, listen, if this movie opens up to nine or ten, then we are talking about a movie that could to some degree, make some stars here, make some comedy stars. So I'd love to see it. And I do think it could get as high as Noin. Noin. At number six. God, how how low are we on comedies that a movie making $10 million is a sign that they could be a star? That's so rough True, for comedy. This, this is such an indie, low-budget movie. You know, this yeah. is... Uh, uh, and this is not like an Ace Ventura situation, even in 94, where you've that was got low budge. It was low budge, but it's the lead actor coming off of a huge network hit TV show. You know, none of the mm-hmm. uh, comedy actors in the blackening are coming off an in living color level hit on broadcast yeah. television. So th- this is a. This or is if they were in budget. like. Abbott Elementary. Exactly. And one of the stars of Abbott Elementary was in this movie and then just popped off. Right, right, right. So you don't have that here. This is pretty low budget. So I do think a nine or $10 million opening weekend would be a big overperform. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to slightly overperform. I think people are going to want to go see a comedy this weekend. All right. Well, Pat, then do we want to talk about this news here? Let's get into it. Last thing today, there is some release schedule news via Disney Marvel. They have pushed back a couple of movies. They say because of production issues. I I don't think either of us agree with that. but, But the gist of it is that the Captain America movie, which has been retitled, it is no longer New World Order anymore i don't think that is the the name of it um so that captain america movie was supposed to open in may 2024 and it has now been pushed back to july 2024 so brave captain america brave new world was going to open may 3rd and it is now moved to july 26 2024 Now, July 2024, Marvel was going to have the Thunderbolts movie open, Mm -hmm. and they have moved that from July 26th to December 20th. So they've basically taken their May movie and moved it to July, their July movie, moved it to December, and 
in its in that those movies places they're taking Deadpool 3 and moving it up from end of the year into the vacated May slot. So Clayton, mm. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tee you up. Do you think that either of these moves actually has anything to do with the writer's strike or production issues? I mean, not, uh, that's not the main reason. No, no, I, I think, I think they are really trying to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. Right. Cause they are, they know guardians does not reflect what's coming. Right. Guardians is what people loved about Marvel to begin with. And that's why that movie's doing well. Everything else that's been trying to push things forward has underperformed, mm-hmm. right? Or at the very least, not been liked, okay? So I think there's some reconfiguring going on here. I think they are really going to try and figure out how to make these movies feasible because, you know, they had to change the name of the Captain America movie because uh, uh, New World Order is like there's some conspiracy theory about the new world order, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I'm surprised it even got put out there in, 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 uh, at all as the name. Well, and also right? famously there is the legendary, uh, pro wrestling NWO NWO new world order. So, I mean, you know, listen, we all know that Hulk Hogan is very litigious. He, he mm-hmm. sued Gawker and they're out of business. And I think there's a chance Marvel, Remember, you know, someone brought that to Marvel lawyer, Marvel lawyer said, hey, you know, Hulk Hogan, he's got the rights to the New World Order from his 1990s wrestling stable. We don't want him suing us, putting a Marvel out of business the way he put Gawker out of business. So absolutely I can see that and ruined the Bubba the Love Sponge career. I mean, yes. God, the guy never recovered. Never. So I do I do think that there are more bigger issues. And I do think this is just a really good cover. This is yeah. great for them. Yeah. This is great that they have this excuse that the WGA is striking, right? And then, you know, other guilds, I think SAG is also d- doing something possibly in solidarity strike, or st- yeah. possibly doing something in, in, in solidarity. I'm not up on my dues, so they don't send me any information as to what's going on in SAG. But uh, so, yeah, so I think this is just an easy excuse. I think, of course, yeah. Is the is the writer strike affecting them? Of course, it is. It's affecting everybody, but that's not the main reason here. That's not the main reason. I, I think that um, the reason they're moving Deadpool up to next May and then pushing Captain America and Thunderbolts back is this coming November. They have the Marvels movie coming out, which mm-hmm. very possibly is going to tank. Very possibly, it's going to be their Elemental and. Then we had been talking about this. They were possibly going to have the the three in a row of the Captain America of of the Marvels movie, which is based off of a bunch of TV shows, Disney Plus shows that no one's watching. Then they would have had a Captain America movie without Chris Evans, also based on stuff that happens on streaming shows that no one's watching. And then they would have the Thunderbolts, which is just completely based on streaming shows that no one's watching. So that would have been three Marvel movies in a row that all could have tanked. I think they mm-hmm. pushed the last two out and switched Deadpool in because they want to buttress those with a hit and Deadpool yeah. three with Hugh Jackman coming back as, as Wolverine is as much of a slam doink hit as Marvel could possibly have right now. And they wanted to have a Marvel's bombs, but then, hey, we're coming back in May with Deadpool 3, much like Guardians 3 this year. That will sort of make it seem as if the course is corrected. And then they could have those next two movies maybe bomb. And then maybe by then they've got an X-Men movie or something in the works. But- well, that's – and I and we've, we, t- we did talk about this. And, the, Pat, you're spot on for this. They need a home run. The problem here is Kevin Feige got his little fingies on Deadpool. So we'll see how he can fuck that up. Mm-hmm. Because he's the King Midas. He's turned into King Midas in reverse now at this point. Mm-hmm. So the thing, though, with Deadpool is that we talked X-Men and Deadpool is an X-Men character, mm-hmm. right? And so I think there's a huge possibility that they soft launch X-Men in this Deadpool movie. Oh, I think that's because a very why not? Chance. Yeah. 
why why rest your fortunes on Anthony Mackie as Captain America, which no offense to Anthony Mackie as an actor, but he's not a star, right? And then you have Thunderbolts, which has Florence Pugh in it, which is great. We love Florence Pugh, but like, is that enough? Is that enough to make people go? And again, all these movies are... All these movies are are based on stories that people had to watch on streaming shows. Whereas Deadpool, Deadpool they 3, know. They know. It's just, it's a sequel to two giant hit movies that people saw in movie theaters. Deadpool 3 is not based on a Disney Plus streaming show. So, yes. to me, that is 99.9% why these moves were made. They wanted to get Deadpool 3 as a, as a sure thing hit in between these other movies that are very very possibly gonna bomb yeah this is a canny move and they're smart for doing it yep yep i think the other thing that's possible is that you got the writer strike and the thing with deadpool is you wait out the writer strike and then when you could write jokes again you just adr all of deadpool's lines because he's wearing a mask the whole time Absolutely. So I I have a feeling Deadpool 3, which is in production, they probably are shooting that movie barely knowing what any of Deadpool's dialogue is because they don't have Uh to rewrite it now. They could strike ends in September, October, first day that the writers are back to work. They're rewriting all of Deadpool's jokes and you're ADRing it a month before the movie comes out and it's fine. Oh, I'm sure there's there's. They're shooting scenes where you just have Ryan Reynolds gesticulating, just saying and peas and his carrots, head. peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then a lot of from the back, yeah, a lot of those that you can just loop stuff right in. I think you're right about that. Yeah. That is, yes, since he's wearing a mask, that is going to be the easiest one, right? To just kind of pepper with additional dialogue, right? You don't even have to shoot him from behind. He's got the mask on. Deadpool's, yeah. He he could be saying peas and carrots the whole three, six months mm-hmm. of filming. And then you just, you know, you have your writers come back and they write all of his, you know, fourth wall breaking, R-rated, hard PG-13 rated uh, hilarious jokes. And you ADR. Yeah. Them. yeah so, mm-hmm. but I think the main reason is they just, they need a hit in between Thunderbolts and the Marvels and uh, uh, Captain America without Captain America in it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think we've done it here. Do we have any predictions or anything that we need to get to from any of our email? Yeah, we're 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 running way over. So we will get to emails very soon. So if anyone sent us emails, we will get to those very soon. We promise Um, we do have something from Adam from the stacks. Uh, He said that Transformers Rise of the Beast is great. Zero expectations of this film. It actually delivered, and I honestly choked up multiple times. So thank you, Adam from the Stacks. Oh, and he also says Pete Davidson, who I'm not a fan of, also does a great job as one of the Transformers. So Adam from the Stacks saw Transformers Rise of the Beast, said it was great, choked up. All right, now I'm interested. Now I'm interested. Hey, listen, Adam from the Stacks, I just predicted that Rise of the Beasts is going to finish ahead in its second weekend, is going to finish ahead of Elemental. You're going to have probably more raw emotion from Rise of the Beasts than you will from this uh, new Pixar movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, wow. It's going to be a crazy weekend. Crazy weekend. So thank you, uh, Adam from the Stacks. Thank you, everyone who emails us. Um, we love getting your email. So email us at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your predictions. We love getting your boots on the ground reporting. Tell us if any of these summer movies make you tear up. We want to know mm-hmm. email us at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Of course we are YouTubers. So Subscribe to us on YouTube. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends to watch the BO Boys on YouTube. Tell your friends to 
subscribe to the BO Boys podcast and give us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That helps other mm-hmm. wanna be O boys, wanna be O girls, wanna be O people. People find the show. Um, and of course, next oh, follow us on social media at the BO Boys Pod. We had Wanna Be O intern Christopher on the show last week and he aced his one year academic review and will mm-hmm. be continuing as an intern for the BO Boys. He has earned yes. that spot. He has earned it of getting to stay an intern. So thank you, Wanna mm-hmm. BO intern Christopher, for killing it on social media and with the video clips on there. Next week, Clayton. I'm not going to announce him because, you know, you, you you don't put the cart before the horse. But right now, we have two guests lined up for our next two episodes. Could possibly be the biggest week in the history of the B.O. Boys. We've got mm-hmm. a returning favorite. I mean, one of the, the biggest favorites that could ever return. We've got possibly on our next episode to go over this weekend's results. And then a week from now, we might have a first timer, first time, long time guesting Mm -hmm. on the show, which would be gigantic. So I don't want to announce anything yet until, you know, uh, uh, lips are on microphones until that moment, but get ready. Next week could be one of the biggest weeks in the history of the BO boys. And of course the show is bigger than ever. June is on track to smash the records we set in May. June is going to smash those records. This is going to be the biggest month in the history of BO Boys for listening. So thank you to all our fans. We are on a rocket ship to box office on other planets right now. So thank you for that. I mean, Pixar might be foundering, but we are not. As some IPs die, other IPs uh, take over and the BO boys might be one of the strongest IPs going right now. So thank you yep. for everyone for making that happen. And yeah, Clayton, I think that's it. I think we've done it. I, I, I cannot imagine anything that is left to say. No, Pat, except for until next time. We'll, we'll smell, smell you. you. At, at the, the bar.